you've recovered well from whatever food coma you were in from Thanksgiving because football talk howdy howdy everyone this again is maddie jones alongside my man zeus patterns with the furries and football podcast zeus how was your thanksgiving and how was that birthday of yours man freaking fantastic my friend i it's a very busy weekend got to eat out a fancy japanese place here in town got to see my ucf night swim live so that was fantastic and a concert and escape room with friends too and played a lot of my ps5 as well since that was a trick for my birthday, just um, buying it for myself and enjoying some great games. So it's been a wonderful day. That's great. That's great to hear, my friend. Good to hear you have a fantastic B-Day. We got a lot to talk about in today's show. It's going to be a fun one. We got a lot, a lot to talk about, such as the CFB rankings, recap some new things. Lots of crazy stuff happening in college football as we had rivalry week throughout college football. We talk week 12 of the NFL, preview week 13 and more. We got some big things we got to jump into right here, right now. The first thing, of course, that we got to talk about, Michigan held on Zeus over the, over the week to beat Ohio State in the game that we and I talked plenty about on our last podcast. Of course, it was Michigan getting the close win 30-24 to off of just a really good ground-and-pound attack. Uh, winning 30-24 over Ohio State. Their third straight win over the in three years against Ohio State. Now, they've really changed this, this, this rivalry quite a bit. Ohio State had won, what I want to say, 10 or 9 in a row before Michigan started rattling off wins against the Buckeyes. And to my surprise, Zeus, I don't know if you've seen this on social media, there have been people calling for the head of Ryan Day. Yeah, it's it's insane, despite, you know, the success that Ohio State has had, even in this uh, period here. And they're very fickle to forget that before this three-game winning streak, Ohio State beat Michigan, like, what, seven straight times, eight straight times? It was just pure dominance. Yeah. Even in recent history, like, since the 2000s, it's been all, mainly Ohio State winning that winning the game and Michigan beating a couple of few times. So we just call this, I'm going to put it very, very succinctly, a very spoiled response, <laughs> just like what the sorry Patriot fans are going through. I don't feel any sympathy for Ohio State fans and Patriot fans. Y'all can suck it and take your L's. So, sorry, man. Well, looking, looking. line away. Yeah. Oh, woe is me being 11 and 1 every year. Oh, oh woe is God. us. Well, oh, the agony so of being a blue bud. I looked into it. I looked into it. I mean, Ohio State's won the well, has won eight straight from going from 2012 to 2019 before Michigan's won three straight against the Buckeyes. And here's the thing. I think the big issue is just, you know, like James Franklin. I'm going to compare it to, to James Franklin. James Franklin, of course, is the head coach at Penn State. James Franklin has been there for actually longer than I expected. But what people have noticed that in a lot of big games, Penn State just plays like absolute garbage. Like his overall record at Penn State, you'd think, okay, good head coach. However, he's looked bad in some very, very, very big games. And I think the same thing's happening to Ryan Day. I think Ryan Day's a good head coach, Zeus. I will, I will say it right now. Ryan Day is a good head coach. And you mentioned, of course, the previous history of Ohio State and Michigan. Ryan Day, of course... In his time at with the Buzz the Buckeyes, I coached 56 and 7 with two bowl wins. He took them to the national championship in 2020. Also has a 3-0 record from taking over Urban Meyer for a brief bit in 2018. So I think it's a big thing, is just, just Ohio State is really, really caring about this rivalry, as a lot of schools do. Uh, yeah. you know, they, they they really care about that rivalry. I can't remember who said this quote. But my dad brought up this quote when we were talking football. And it was, I can't remember what coach said it. It probably wasn't related to the Ohio State man. Someone wanted them to correct me. But they said, and I'm going to quote them, I could go like Owen, like I could lose every game as long as I beat my rival. I can't remember if it was Michigan or Ohio State. I don't remember, I don't remember who said this quote. But, you know, they care a, a, a massive amount. The alumni do especially that you beat Michigan, in the case of Ohio State. And I know Michigan's loving the hell out of this considering they have been, they are embracing their villain role and they are winning, rattling off wins. Uh, 
it's one of those things I think where it's like the alumni just really, really care about getting those wins, about getting that big win. They could win the national championship, Zeus, like this year if they can somehow sneak into the playoffs. But think about it like this: like even if they won the Natty, what's always gonna stick in their crawl, even if they did that, that they didn't beat Michigan. That's always gonna stick to to to, to, F, to their fan base. That's always gonna stick it. So, I mean, Ryan Day's a good damn coach. Jim Harbaugh, good coach. Well, he likes to steal signs. I uh, don't steal ours, please, Jim or Connor Stallions, allegedly. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, Zeus. I don't know if you think about this, but like, at the end of the day, Michigan has just outcoached them. Michigan has outcoached Ohio State in the past two games. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and and I can see why it can lead to frustration of people, but. The death knell of most programs is just inconsistency at the head coach. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of schools are trying to be um, top of the line blue bloods and dominate the landscape. They have coaching turmoil. Um, look, look, look at LC like they won the Natty, and then mm-hmm. they've just been um, very inconsistent and not able to compete in their conference after that. So, um, yeah, it, and the reason why a lot of fan bases are so fickle is that wins and success directly leads to revenue mm-hmm. and now with nil being such a bigger thing if you're going to lose revenue you're going to possibly run the risk of being irre- irrelevant for a while so i get it but <laughs> it's still a very entitled attitude and i do not like that in sports in general so again go suck at ohio state you've dominated for so long <laughs> and if you're going to whine about not winning one game and cry felt me go ahead join on the coaching carousel see what that does you see what that does you and when it happens again, you still get dominated, um, even by a different team. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear it from these fans. Of course, that does mean that this this will set up, of course, Michigan going to the Big Ten Championship to take on Iowa. Iowa, of course, the chance to play spoiler and uh, make something big happen in the Big Ten Championship. We'll get to our conference, the conferences, and there's plenty to talk about with that. But Zeus, I don't yep. hear the good word. But uh, oh. James Madison and Jacksonville State are going bowling. Really now? So let me. Yes, yes. Play that all you want, my friend. So this is what ended up happening. Of course, if you've been following James Madison and Jacksonville State, two Tarrant teams from the FCS to the FBS ranks, uh, they were denied a waiver to play in a bowl game. Of course, it's the two-year rule the NCAA has of a, tra- of a program that transfers to, to D1 FBS. They are not allowed to go to a bowl game. However, however, they are invited, Zeus, if there are not enough bowl-eligible teams. Now, Sicko's Committee, shout-outs to Sicko's Committee, because I, I love that account. I can't say enough, follow Sicko's Committee. They had a graphic going of the teams that needed to win to be bowl-eligible. And plenty of teams, enough teams lost, didn't get that bowl eligibility, and that means that Jacksonville State... And James Madison are going bowling. America's team, James Madison, is going bowling. They did it. They did it. They did it. <laughs> they did it. They did it. Uh, they're not eligible for the conference title game uh, in the Sun Belt, of course, which I think is just ridiculous. Uh, at the same time, um, it, it, it's unique. It, 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 it took to get to this point. And again, I'll say it again. It's like, yes, I totally understand. Yes, you want to make sure that these programs can fi- be be un- be financially understanding of, yes, we're going to D1 FBS. It's like, let them play. Let them play. So they're going to like, could you imagine if a team like played their bowl game and then said, we're going to FCS now. Bye. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like, And yet they defy expectations. So very happy for oh, them. Insane. And I wonder who they're, who's going to be their lucky first uh, bowl opponent. Well, since... We shall we'll see. see. Yeah, we shall see indeed. But that's one that I I cannot uh, contain my joy about uh, when it comes to this week. But uh, James Madison and Jacksonville State both will be going bowling. Congrats to them. Uh, other big things that happened this week, of course, it was the rivalry. It was the bi- it was the rivalry uh, week, a week full of fun. I tell you what. Uh, let's see. There was Oregon dominating the Civil War, winning thirty-one to seven so badly. That they beat that uh, Oregon State's head coach was then signed to take over Michigan State. A big game by Bo Nix. 
and Terry on the Oregon Ducks. So the big game that I love, the Iron Bowl, Alabama and Auburn. Wow. Yeah, How that was... <laughs> did Bama get the win? Let, let's hit the scene, Zeus, for everyone. Bama won. On fourth and 31, Jalen Milrow chucked to prayer to the back of the end zone, and they scored on fourth and 31. Yeah, like, and, and I think um, Auburn there was just rushing two people. Like, I saw that play live, and mm -hmm. the gut and the QB, like, let me try and find his name, like, uh, he was Jalen Miller. Jalen Milrow. Yeah, yeah, Milrow. Like he just had all day to throw the ball, and when you spent the rest of the game pressuring him and hounding him and forcing him to make mistakes, and then you go soft on the final play and just play pre-run defense. I mean, come on. Like, what's he going to do? Like, if you pressure, if you pressure the heck out of him, he's not going to have time to let the receivers develop the routes, and he's sure as hell not going to run thirty-one yards to score the touchdown. So, just baffles me how you screw that play up. So much. That's coaching scared, and you let Nick Saban get away with a game that you should not have gone away with. So I, shame on you, Auburn. Shame on I you. I mean, I could see, I could totally understand like rushing three, you know, rushing three. But you said they rushed two. They rushed two. Yeah, it seemed to me like there was one guy was just being double teamed because he kind of backed off into coverage, and it was just two guys and the rest of the nine playing prevent events. And I was like, what? And I say that because one of them had a spy on the mm -hmm. QB. Why do you need a spy on on the Alabama QB? Milrow is I mean, a bit of a speed. I'll say Mil Milrow is a bit of a speedster, so I can totally understand spying the quarterback. But on fourth and thirty-one, I do agree. Like on fourth and thirty-one, he's not gonna just run for thirty-one yards out of nowhere. But now I'm watching it back. I, I'm watching it back right now. But yeah, no, they're not even. They're rushing two, and just. He just chucks it up. And I'll tell you one thing. Uh, bon Isaiah Bond just got a great look at it. Like, bad coverage, too. Like, it's not just that they played prevent. I think playing prevent. See, this is this is, this is from my mindset, playing in competitive NCAA football 14 leagues. I can understand playing prevent. But they're not even. I, and I can also understand, say, hey, not rushing, you know, rushing many guys. But there's not. There's barely any pressure. There is barely any pressure. I've never seen that, actually. I'm not. Like. Two, you have like two guys there, a, a lineman, uh, linebacker playing, spying the quarterback. It's like he's not gonna run with it. He's gonna throw it, and perfect pass by the way by Miller. Like holy heck, what a pass! It, it was a pass. It was a great catch. But again, I'm just gonna be negative answer over here. That was more of a failure on Auburn's D than a success on Alabama's O. Just I, scheme wise, scheme is extremely important. Scheme. The, the scene separates good coaches from bad coaches and yeah like a play like that in a rivalry game that's a fireable to me that's a very fireable moment um that's bad oh uh, no it's it's rough i mean you never know what happened these iron bulls man mm -hmm. they could get very 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 interesting we thought just what we saw the kick bama kick punt bama punt bo jackson doing his thing you know there's so many crazy stuff that you just never expect when it comes into the Iron Bowl. So that was just crazy. Another crazy game that happened uh, this week uh, was Oklahoma State in a crazy, crazy game. OK State needed to win to keep Oklahoma out of the Big 12 championship. They, of course, had beaten Oklahoma in what looks to be the final bedlam. There's no game between those two over the next couple of years. OK State survived an upset bid from BYU in double overtime, winning 40, 40 to 34. And you wonder, how did UCF just destroy this team? It's a very good question yeah. because their star running back just went off on them. I think scored four touchdowns and was <laughs> paramount in that incredible comeback. So credit Oklahoma State um, for getting it done at home. Uh, you know, sucks for BYU that they couldn't join uh, UCF being bowl eligible, but man, um, watch Oklahoma State. Like, uh, they're getting their swagger back, and if you're, if you're Texas, I mean, I wouldn't be thinking that this is an easy win, desperate as they are to make the Natty tournament. So it's going to be quite the wild finish here in the Big 12, and I love this conference, man. Just watching these games week in and week out, um, I can easily say, like, now that Pac-12 is going to be kaput, like, this is going to be the best conference of college football, hands down. Ooh, it's hands down. It's going to be, it's going to be very, very, 
very uh, fun to see. Other scores I'll touch up on real quick. Washington survives in the Apple Cup, winning 24-21 over Wazoo. Georgia defeats Georgia Tech, holding them off 31-23. A uh, good win by the Bulldogs to take themselves in the SEC championship game. And Oklahoma put up a very nice 69 on TCU, 69-45. Uh, that's the big stuff of college football, though we do have some. Uh, so just be, before we get into our CFP rankings, I want to talk about this. Uh, the biggest mm -hmm. scumbag has returned to Arkansas. Bobby Petrino. Now What? This is this is news that happened today. Uh, Bobby Petrino was happened within the hour. So long. He was returning to Arkansas. <laughs> Let me let's give y'all some history. Uh, Bobby Petrino is the biggest scumbag ever. He is known for signing long-term contracts with teams or universities and then immediately leaving for the a next big offer. Uh, he, of course, is known for when he jumped from Louisville after signing a 10-year contract to coach the Atlanta Falcons, resigned with a couple games left in the NFL season to coach at Arkansas. Now, at Arkansas, he actually it actually started off really darn good for him. He led Razorbacks to 10-inch record in 2010 and led them to the and led them to the and then up to an 11-2 record in 2011. However, things went downhill for him. After he was involved in a motorcycle accident, which involved former uh, Arkansas football player Jessica Durrell, who turns out was having an affair with Bobby Petrino, which led to this very infamous press conference where he's in a neck brace. And he's got red stuff. Red, he's, he's got red bruising all over his face. Well, Zeus, he's back. Uh, he has uh, past Kilby has been pretty quiet after he got fired for uh, from Louisville after his second stint. He's been coaching at Missouri State. The FCS team was ex Texas A&M's offensive coordinator this year. Uh, however, he was not retained by new A&M hire Mike Elko and has been hired to return back to Arkansas as the offensive coordinator. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, see, this is like exactly what I mean. Just uh, what the hell? Coaching turnover and just not really finding things that work, and you're just rolling the dice every time, and that's why Arkansas remains as irrelevant as they are. Ugh, it's and it, that's that's part <sighs> selfishly. Like if we do go to super conferences later, I'm glad that potentially teams like that, like them, are going to get the shaft and not matter anymore because <laughs> my goodness, they're just a clown show each and every week. But I don't know, man. I just I, I, Sucks think, to suck. I think it's wild that you had this guy as a head coach and you bring him back as an OC. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. You know, I don't think I've ever seen a former head coach get fired by a school. Then a couple years later, get rehired as the coordinator of the offense. I don't think I've ever heard of this. I mean, Bobby Petrino is a scumbag. First of all, he could not step into Atlanta without getting stabbed. He would, Zeus, he, if he went to Atlanta right now, he would be stabbed. He'd be getting stabbed. That's how yeah. much he is hated in that town. I don't know how this is going to work, but we'll see. We will see. I hope he recreates the freaking neck brace interview. I hope, I, I want him to do that. That'd be gold as hell. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but that's the, that is the breaking news that happened in the hour that Bobby Petrino has been signed to be the offensive coordinator of Arkansas, reuniting him after coach being the head coach of that team about a decade ago. Zeus, there's new college football right with the loss of Ohio State. Ohio State drops to six, which brings the top four right now, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State back in the yep. top four. What do you know? Yeah, I'm actually surprised. I thought the committee would have their doubts on Florida State, just kind of slight Oregon in. You know, just in case um, Florida State, uh, without the quarterback, can really do anything after that performance. So mm -hmm. I guess they're fortunate to, for them to be in this position. They're letting the win speak for themselves, but... Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, it's going to be quite the wild finish. Um, all eight teams have a shot to get in the playoff. I think the only ones that are secure is Georgia and Michigan. Like, if Michigan loses, 
I still think they're in somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia's in no matter what. Like there's like even if they lose, all they do is drop the four. Yeah, and then we'll have the argument about wait, should a one loss Bama as a C champ make it in? And of course it can because this is gonna be a very tough um, <laughs> debate. Dare I say uh, for the committee, what? this is gonna be very tough. And you know, you've talked a lot about you know them needing a. Uh, them needing a you know the, the bigger the bigger format now but like look this is gonna be tough this is tough like just looking at this right now zeus like you can make an argument for wait why is texas below ohio state or why is bama below ohio state like you could make arguments for texas you could make arguments for oregon ohio state and even bama it's just crazy to me it's crazy like how this is looking right now agreed the, the the most amount of successful teams in the top half and I'm just glad this is the last year we have to deal with this because yeah um the 12 team playoff with what we got right now would be phenomenal oof just look just think of the matches right now I mean if it stood right now I mean we'd have OU and Georgia you know yep. Michigan and Ole Miss Washington and Penn State for a stay in Mizzou Oregon and Bama uh I I, I I'm just I think they set the system up to fail. Honestly, if, you, if I'm thinking about it right now, Zeus, I think this system was designed to fail because they limited it to four teams, and that's just the big. I mean, we could have true chaos, Zeus, because like I know people are saying, "Man, you're crazy for even suggesting this." What if Iowa beats Michigan? I know Iowa has no offense, but theoretically, what happens if that happens? What if what if OK State beats Texas? What if Florida State loses? You know, like we're gonna we could have true chaos on our hands. Yeah, absolutely we could. Um there's championship weekend should matter. And oh, yeah. Um for this year and future years next. Like, I mean, you look at Oklahoma State, like, granted, I don't think they make the field of twelve, but mm-hmm. possibly, um, you know, had they beat, let's say they, they should beat UCF, and then they have this, you know, team. Mm-hmm. And then be a two-loss conference champion, and I mean, we'd had the argument about should it be the twelve team or not. Like, yeah, it's insane. It's it's um, it's conversations I, I want to have. I want more teams to matter come this time of year, and we're getting it. So, yeah, overall the rankings, it's it's probably the best of the picture we're gonna get. And I'm sure there's always gonna be controversy later, like especially depending on what happens. So we'll see. Um, there's always going to be controversy no matter what system to go with, but I'm just glad that slowly but surely we're going to get to a true playoff model, um, and we'll see what happens next year. But for now, bring on championship weekend. It's going to be one hell of a final week. Oh, it's going to be a great one for sure. I mean, it's going to be very, very exciting. The last Pac-12 championship between Oregon and Washington. I got Iowa and Michigan. Uh, some group of five guys. You got Liberty, New Mexico State. OK State and Texas in the Big 12, Georgia and Bam in the SEC title game, Tulane and Southern Methodist University in the American, and you got Louisville and Florida State. Zeus, of course, asked for this next request to be played. Uh, I, I'm going to give it to him right now, of course. That's right. That's right. UCF, baby. Guess what? Yeah. We got six wins. Six wins, maybe. Six hey, wins yo. The first year. Okay. Of the Big 12, we did it. Surviving a very demoralizing five-game losing streak to come all the way back, beating a member that's going to play in the conference title game, and going bowling, asserting our, uh, not only in the conference, but among the newcomers. Manny, we're the only newcomer team to go bowling this year. Really? That's insane. You're the only yes. newcomer team in the in, in the Big 12 to go bowling this year. Really? That's right. BYU had their chance. It should have been bowling with us, but they 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 let go of a winnable game at the end. So, yeah, Houston, Cincinnati had terrible seasons. BYU almost had it. But UCF, um, as I hoped and predicted, they're going to be the only, bowling, only newcomer bowling team to enjoy that 13th game. So, very, very proud of the Knights. Um, it was a great game on my birthday that they went all out. Uh, offense played their best all year. Maybe not really in the numbers, but consistently. They held long drives. They demoralized the offense, and they didn't let an opening score by Houston slow them down. So, yeah, uh, UCF took care of business at home. And from what I've seen from the fan base, it seems to be pretty positive going into um, next year, especially with uh, the whole transfer portal thing opening up. 
which is always a stressful time. But I'm going to enjoy this moment. And I hope that we do get a good good bowl game because I don't want to play a G5 team or the freaking USF Bulls because I understand the reason why, but frankly, I just want to put them behind where they belong, right in the rearview mirror, and move on to better things. That's right. Damn, brother. That is right. Good. I'll tell you what, though. Good game by John Reese Plumley, who I I honestly, you know, watch. I've, if there's one guy I've been really following other than RJ Harvey on your nights, man, it's it's definitely been John Reese Plumley. I hope he gets, I don't know if he's going to be, you know, a pro a pro quarterback, you know, but I, I'd like to see good things from the guy. You know, he played, it was his senior night, of course, got to leave the Bance Hass. Uh, with the dub, so I I hope he I hope he goes some I hope he gets somewhere you know professionally whether that be in his other sport in baseball I, I wish the best for the guy I, I I like I really like John Reese Blumley so as a person as a player so I think it'll be fun to see whatever happens to him uh down that road thanks for the birthday gift to my man Zeus UCF I do enjoy that of course next week again it'll be the conference championships and that should be a blast after that it would be one of my favorite games after that it's the army navy game and that should be a blast but we'll get into that later on as the week gets closer zeus i'm i'm very proud i'm very i can't believe i'm saying this um mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't believe i'm gonna say this but um Zeus, have you ever had moments in your life cheering on your sports teams where, you know, you you get really excited about your team, like you 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 feel really down about your team, and then they just do a performance that you just don't expect, and you are back in the hype again? Have you had those before? Yeah, we call that shots of hopium, as Perna would say. Well, let me just tell you, the Pittsburgh Steelers are gonna go to Stilper Bowl! Let's go. Ah! I love hearing that. Okay, let me just... <laughs> Let me just break this down. How excited I was watching this team. You know, I take a. I, I haven't put the game on yet. I look at Twitter and I hear Kenny Pickett through a twenty-four yard pass to Pat Fryermuth down the middle. Oh! And you see, I don't know if you ever watched it. This is also on Twitter, Zeus. But there's a big thing on Twitter that people post called passing charts, and they track with next gen stats like where they were throwing the ball. One thing that was very evident when Matt Canada was the OC was that there would just be passes on the left and the right side. It was very indicative that he just would never use the middle. Well, they used the middle. They put it right up the middle. Just like I like it, you know? And they... Zeus, Kenny Pickett was slick at that pigskin. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to point this out. I, I know I'm going crazy. You're like, Manny, you're going crazy again. I knew I am! Hey, man. Because it's, it's your time. You don't you understand it, dude. Ahead. This is the first time in 59 games that Pittsburgh has put over 400 yards of offense. <laughs> I, I was crying tears of joy. You don't know it. I was just... And also, Kenny Pickett, 97.8 passer rating. He didn't throw a touchdown. One that got overturned. Pat Fryermuth, 100 yards receiving. My boy Najee Harris gets 99 yards and a tug. The defense just does what it do. And I know if people say, but Manny, look, you guys just dare scored 16 points. Can I enjoy this, please? Can I enjoy this? My team just scored four, just got 400 yards of offense for the first time in 59 games. By the way, can I put this out to you, Zeus? This looks bad on Matt Canada. Can you just... Can, listen, can Mike Tomlin call Matt Canada again to fire him again? Can, can he do that, please? See, so, so basically, it's just like the players that want to retire the team. They could sign like a one-day contract. Yes. And now you want to be extra cathartic with this. Yes. It's the <laughs> hire it him the, and fire him again. Yes. It is the first time Pittsburgh has outgained an opponent all year. Um, it is insane what happened. And I know. Okay, we're gonna say again, Manny. You, you only score sixteen. I don't care. Let me enjoy this. Kenny Pickett is not throwing a pick in a darn good while. Good. He's throwing the pit, the football better. The team, the offense looks so much better. It's a step in the right direction. The Steelers are going to go to Super Bowl. One thing I want to brush up on, though. Deontay Johnson. 
You, you know what? You know what? You know what he is, Zeus. You know, you, you know what he is, Zeus. He is one big dummy. Yeah, dummy. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, Zeus. You probably saw this, but um, there was a pass he threw that picket threw touchdown. Got overturned. All right, got overturned. I can't yeah. remember what they said, but you know what he does the next play. He gives the most low effort thing I've like effort on a block I've ever seen. Jalen Warren fumbles the ball. He is walking away from the fumble. Yeah, I actually did see that oh. in some recaps uh, oh. of that I watch online, and I was just like, "Wait, what?" De <laughs> I, I, the sad thing is, is that I love Deontay Johnson. He is so talented, and his claim was he didn't see it. Now I understand. I understand. You know, I I, I guess I understand that moment being upset. You know, his big play got overturned but it's like you put this on tape you are getting paid eight million dollars for it and if you watch that play everyone else goes up to block calvin austin the third goes to block george pickett goes to block you know he just you know he just stands there doesn't even try to block watches the play happen and then the ball comes out and he's walking away I don't care if you're not even close to getting that football. That is something that is terrible to put on film. Uh, what's his name? Do you remember when Washington picked up defensive tackle Albert Hainsworth uh, in 2010? He, like, during the time when the Eagles were blowing out Washington, he gets knocked to the floor, to the, to the field, and he just lays there. And it's like, you were, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a crazy play because Mike Vick yeah. was tearing them up. And it's like, and John Gruden immediately said, you know, you're on the ground. You got to get up. It's like, Deontay, I, I know people got so hard on Cam Newton for not dying the fumble. At least Cam thought about it before he ended up just saying, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. Deontay didn't even think about it. He's walking away. And it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> you dummy. Uh, but uh, the hope is, of course, that this, can be sustained. I am liking what I am seeing, you know. Kenny Pickett out of nowhere threw for 278 yards, which I, I I like from him, you know, considering that his last two games, he only threw, I'll give you his last four games, actually. 73 right. yards against the Jaguars, 160 yards against the Titans, 126 against the Green Bay Packers, 106 against the Cleveland Browns. So, seeing 278? Out of nowhere? That's a I like it. I like it. To quote Kirk Cousins, I you like that? You like that? Uh, so I'm very happy. Uh, we got big stuff ahead of us. Uh, I'm I'm excited as hell. I I've I've you know I've never been excited to watch Pittsburgh football in a long time, and now I am as excited as I've ever been. So thank thank you, Lord. Thank you, Raptor <laughs> Jesus, for freeing me. Of Kenny, of, of, of Matt Canada. Raptor Jesus has freed me of Matt Canada. Hallelujah. What's up with those Dolphins, Zeus? Ah, uh, the Dolphins. Playing in the first ever Black Friday game here. Yeah. And my goodness, uh, it was definitely pretty uh, scary to start. Um, it was only a 10-point lead, to which my man Tua decides to throw a pick six and just keep them in the game. And I'm like, okay. Uh, um, this, this is what I'm worried about. Game plan, the trap game, short week. This field's pretty cursed. And cursed enough to take away uh, one of our key defensive players in Jalen Phillips. But then, like the football gods, saw my worry and be like, it's okay, Zeus. You're playing the Jets. And they're going to Jet. <laughs> the most Jets of Jets in Jet history. Because they committed something so dumb so heinous and so reflective of that franchise that your name tree just made a video of it and it's just been mean to hell since that moment over black friday we're dubbing this the next best thing since the butt fumble my friend how does the <laughs> hell mary sound to you oh because... i love the sound of that oh my god the hell mary the hell mary tell us what happened on the hell mary tell us what happened all right so through through another terrible interception okay and then they have one shot with two seconds left and so Tim Boyle, good buddy of Aaron Rodgers, I guess, that's why he's on the team, <laughs> decides to chuck it 51 yards down the field. 
And he can't even make that throw because the ball lands about a yard and a half from the end zone line. Mm-hmm. And so, arguably one of the best safeties in the game right now, Holland, takes that ball and just runs it all the way back. He outduels every single skill player in the field, gets some great blocks up front, and gets a 99 <laughs> 99 yards I've, in the other half. I've never, when the Jets had any sort of momentum, they fuck it up. Honestly, and that's why we have the Hail Mary. I've never heard of anything ever like that happening. And I was like, I, 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 I saw this and just went, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> how do you even? How do you? How do you even? Like, because you're the Jets. That's why, dude. The J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets are hell. I. Like they, they, the Jets fans are constantly screaming. You know, fireman's like, "Help me! I am in hell!" And we can't help him because we can't go down to the fiery pits and save him. You know, we can't do that. But have you heard the other big news that's happened in the hour? Uh, what news? Oh, oh, Zeus, you have you don't know. Oh. Aaron Rodgers has mm-hmm. been cleared to practice. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, 11 weeks ago, this man tore his Achilles. And he's practicing. He's back practicing. That's ridiculous. What? Well, what does that even mean? I don't don't know. He's even doing drop backs, throw through his pass to his receivers. What? He, He is practicing. 11 weeks. After he oh took my surgery to repair his Achilles, things an injury that would end a player's season twenty years ago. I mean, either that's medical science working its magic, or this is suicide by Aaron Rodgers. Because what the hell is going on? Okay, even if you have the fantasy that are going to win out the rest of your games, yeah. which it's not going to happen, but. Even if you go 10-7, that's probably still not enough to make the playoffs with how stacked this AFC is. Ooh. This year's lost. What are they doing? Are they going to jet even harder right now? I Are they going to get him injured again and then ruin his career? I, what? I don't know. <sighs> uh, they did say, of course, that uh, Rodgers did say on the Pat McAfee show, I should clarify, that his return would be based on his health and the team standings in the playoff race. Well, as you mentioned, they're 4-7 and seven now. They lost the Dolphins. They've lost four straight. They're going to need a miracle to make the postseason. But here's the historical thing, though. No NFL player has returned from an Achilles in surgery before the five-month mark. It's been three and a half months since he got his surgery. Uh, it will be three and a half months with the, on December 24th when the Jets play the command, I should say. But if I don't know if he will, but it's just, if I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I don't, what is he doing to keep himself even in that shape, to even have the ability to come back from an Achilles injury. It's, yeah, there's something very sus. It's crazy. It's like if, pe- if people had an issue with Tua coming back after his supposed concussion last year, mm-hmm. imagine the backlash in doctors if he gets hurt again. Oh, and like man. player association is going to blow up. Like this is this is scary. This is scary times. Yeah, now, the Jets might jet so hard that they're, they're going to send a shockwave through the league. For all the wrong reasons, and I don't know, man. I I wish him luck. I hope that I hope they yeah. I hope he does the right decision. Um, and if he proves us wrong and he balls out, fine, cool. But I don't know, man. This it's this reeks of desperation. Yeah, and I mean, you don't want Aaron. I know you don't want Aaron to turn into Greg Cook. Uh, some older fan remember who Greg Cook was. Uh, talked about this real quick, but Greg Cook was a player that played in the NFL in the very early days of the game. Could have been, actually, the greatest quarterback of all time. If you look back from his era, he was chucking that pigskin all over for the Cincinnati Bengals in 969. However, he threw, he tore his shoulder. He, he, he tore his rotator cuff, and it went undiagnosed, and he played the rest. He played uh, for the last bit of the year, and when they went to operate on his shoulder, it was messed up, and he could stop the football again. So I don't. I, my only concern is, you know, if he dares to make a comeback and comes back to play, like if he just hurts himself even more, I don't want him to end up like, you know, Drew, Drew Brees said, I don't know if you heard this too, Zoo, Drew Brees said that he cannot throw with his right shoulder anymore. All because of that shoulder tear he had in 2005. 
Like, I don't want yeah. Aaron Rodgers, who is a first ballot Hall of Famer, if he goes out there, forces himself to come back, and then comes back and gets hurt again, I don't want that to happen. I don't want it to be the last memory that we have Aaron Rodgers. I just don't want that to happen. Yeah, just injured into retirement. We don't want that. No, no, man. That's the worst thing for someone like him, man. Uh, but good to see your Finns got the dub. Let's, That's right. Let's and talk about What's up? What's up? We'll, 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 we'll get to more Finn stuff. But, oh, yeah, yeah, let's get the big games this week. Oh, big game, big game. Let's talk about it, of course. The Lions had it rough on Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, Lions ever change. Well, I, I was I watched a lot of that game. They the Packers blitzed the hell out of the Lions. Uh, only thing that was worse than the Lions' offensive performance was them and going them on fourth down was Jack Harlow's uh, halftime show. Though he did get warmed up, of course, by the great Dolly Parton in the Cowboys game. She looked fantastic, as the Cowboys did as well. Blowing out the Commanders 45 to 10. Niners over the Seahawks 31-13 as they just dominated there. Uh after the rest of that week, uh, dude, it's got rough because elsewhere. Titans lost, be beat the Panthers 70 to 10. And I don't know if you heard this, Zeus. The uh -huh. Panthers fired their head coach, uh, Frank Reich. This yeah, week. Yeah, that was the biggest shock. Eleven I... games. And I heard the owner actually cussed out the coach in the locker room. And that there's delusions that Belichick might go there. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? Well, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you know a little thing about about uh, David Tepper before we go into the rest of the season. Uh, David Tepper is shooting himself in the foot. So he wants to be an involved owner, which you kind of can see. And some some fans like that. You know, you get your involved owners. like, And sometimes it can work. You know, Jerry Jones is heavily involved with the Cowboys. And... It has it. You can see it with that. But, you know, some owners are very much involved in team operations, and it backfires, or some teams are involved and it works. You know what I mean? Um, he, the problem with David Tepper is that he's involved with the team a lot on the field, but he's very impulsive. He has gone through three head coaches now, Matt Rule, Ron Rivera, and now Frank Reich, who I don't think is a bad coach. I like Frank Reich as a coach. He is with the first-year quarterback on a team that doesn't have a lot of weapons and does not have their their pick next year, Zeus. Zeus, they the, the Bears have the first overall pick because the Panthers gave it to them. So, yeah, that, that was a screwed. damning move. They're screwed. Yeah, they're screwed. They're screwed. That whole like, franchise curse now. That they're screwed, man. And it's like, and it's like he he's he's too impulsive. And what makes things worse is that I like you know Frank Reich had to constantly defend, saying no 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 no. I wanted Bryce Young when there were reports coming out that he wanted C.J. Stroud. Guess what? David Tepper said, "Yeah, we probably were gonna get C.J. Stroud." What? <laughs> Why would you admit that? You admitted that in the press conference. You admit oh, that you preferred C.J. Stroud? What is wrong with you? Our expectations were low, but holy fuck! So the Panthers will be looking for a new head coach next year. I don't know anyone who'd want. They won't be the only team. That is there's right. A, yeah, I, I, like I'm predicting, there's probably going to be seven or eight openings Ooh, this year. There's going to be a lot. One guy that I'm surprised has not gotten the axe yet. Once again, Brandon Staley. Ravens win twenty to ten. As Lamar Jackson straight out of ball till you fall. I love that on 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 Monday Night Football. Uh, Sunday Football destroyed yeah. that they beat the Chargers down, man. It's and I know a lot of Chargers were not happy because Zay Flowers just 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 got that big touchdown, and then of course they didn't draft him. The Chargers, of course. I don't know why Brandon Staley still has a job in the NFL. I want him, I I don't like calling people's jobs. I don't I I just don't like him. I don't like the guy. Yeah, I, I don't like his attitude. I don't like the way he schemes, and he's just cancer. And right now, um, I don't know if it's Spanos just trying to keep it. Well, it, it is Spanos' call, right? Like, who fires coaches? It's the owner, right? So mm -hmm. what what is Spanos thinking? What are you thinking with this nonsense? Yeah, I know you already struggled with the fan base in L.A., but my goodness, like, you're going to be forever irrelevant in a city with already a not-so-good team, and you're losing to that team yeah. in hype and stuff because they have a Super Bowl in recent history. What have you done, Chargers? Yeah, it's insane, and I don't know. Like they had the big contract, Justin Herbert. I, I'm guessing Justin Herbert 
um, is either hanging on that they might get a better coach because he's a dead man walking. Like he, there's no way he's going to avoid getting fired. Yeah. Um, they'd have to win out and make the playoffs to save his job, but it's not going to happen. And they're missing the playoffs. They're they're terrible. Um, I don't know, man. Like it it it, it, it pisses me off. It to does. See talent like that just wasted and he's got great talent around him. like there's so many quarterbacks that you know you could say you know if, if they had better talent around they might have done better like tim couch or tim couch i'm trying to think of another example tim couch was the person on me because he didn't have he had no talent to work around you could put him on david carr and the expansion texans too uh there's a lot of guys that you could say never had the weapons to succeed in the nfl and that's why even though they showed those flashes, they never had those weapons. Herbert has that. He has talent all around him to help him succeed. He has, they've worked with him greatly from his rookie year onward. And how he's not won a playoff game yet is, is just sad because he's a darn good quarterback. Uh, other games that happened in the week, the Broncos still ride. 29-12, they beat the Browns in what was Condoleezza Rice's Revenge game. Condoleezza Rice is all. No, I don't know his news. Condoleezza Rice is one of the owners of the Broncos. Now, I don't know if you know uh -huh. this, but a couple years ago, Condoleezza Rice was once a head coaching candidate for the Browns. Did you did you know this? That I, that, did, I did not know that. That no. Condoleezza Rice, the former United States Secretary of State, was once a head <laughs> coaching candidate. So. Condoleezza Rice won the Browns nothing. So congrats to Mrs. Rice. She deserves it. Uh, good win. Uh, but the big one, this is wild to me. The Bills suffer another heartbreaking loss as the Eagles win an OT 37-34. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I called that near upset. Like, I was expecting that to happen with a desperate team, mm -hmm. a desperate team with a lot of talent. And, wow, I just don't understand how the Bills continue to find ways to lose very vulnerable games. Um, and you have to start questioning, like, is this a talent issue or is this really a coaching problem? And that's why I'm thinking that um, when the Bills, not if, when the Bills miss the playoffs, uh, McDermott's gone. Like, I, it sucks, but it's a results-driven league, and ever since 13 seconds, they have just not looked the same. And it's clear as day. I will say, it is funny to me that... You know, they changed the overtime rules for Pat for uh, Josh Allen because, you know, Patrick yep. Mahomes took 13 seconds. And, you know, we can always talk about, hey, maybe the other team should get a chance. If I was like in college. Or we could, or you, but, you know, this is like, say, hey, play better defense. I love how they yep. changed the playoff rules in, I think, just for the playoffs, just because of that. In, in overtime games since then, he's 0 6. Josh Allen is 0 6 in the, in the in OT since then. He's 0-6 and OT. I correct myself. He's 0-6 and OT since that announcement. Yeah, that's a pretty cursed oh, stat. That's so bad. Oh my god. That's a pretty cursed stat, but you know, even with a game like that, um, the Bills, um I mean, we'll get to when we get to talk about next week, but uh mm -hmm. they can still ruin some team seasons. They could. Yeah, and absolutely the Eagles, like we'll, we'll again we'll get to them, but it's uh I don't know, man. I hate saying this, but they're definitely not as dominant as last year, and I think maybe this is the point where they start losing games because you can only skirt by favorable calls and teams shooting themselves in the foot for so long. Just as the Minnesota Vikings from last year. So, oh yeah, I don't know, man. Like I'm still not on board with the Eagles. So a game like that and the way Philly's responding and the way they're chanting for Jalen Hurts to be MVP, I'm just rolling my eyes, man. It's like, come on, <laughs> I, I come on, that. Philly. I I feel that. I feel that. Other big game, uh, the Pastronaut, Josh Dobbs. His magic might have run out. He threw four picks as the Bears scraped by to beat the Vikings. Rough day for my man Dobbs. You know, I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback, but, I, you know, as the spotlight goes on on some guys, you see more of their flaws, and the Bears keyed up on them pretty good. Just as simple as that, I think, Zeus. Yeah, um, I still think he should still play quarterback, and he still have enough talent to make yeah. the playoffs, but... It's a step back, so hopefully he does find his groove and they can figure it out at some point. Yeah. Since um, the NFC right now suddenly turns to be competitive and they're in hot water. Like they got to start winning games again or they're going to be left out. Oh, for sure, for sure. Let's talk, though, Roke. Let's talk about next week. I'll preview of our games. Cardinals will face my Pittsburgh Steelers at home at Hinesville. I'm not calling it amply sure. 
the line is higher. It's actually five and a half. Uh, I'm hoping for some good stuff. You know, Cardinals. You know, the it's the old tradition of playing down to your competition. Now, I am. I'm expect. I I I I have a feeling it's gonna happen. I always have a feeling in the back of my head it's gonna happen. I am hoping that you know you get a 400 yard game going. You get that streak over. You have a great game with Kenny Pickett. You know, I say, hey, start like start playing how play. If you play, they play like that against the Bengals, Zeus. I think they got some good stuff going. I think if they stay play like they did against the Bengals offensively, you know, they could put up some more points. I'm hoping, Zeus, that one time this year, Pittsburgh puts up 30. I can't believe I'm just hoping for one time Pittsburgh just puts up 30. They should. This will be the game to do it. This yeah. would be. This would be going to do it. Get, like, they, they, like, in the way that they were playing last week, like, I'm very optimistic about what's to happen next week. Uh, Dolphins, your Dolphins take on the Washington Commanders. I mean, they're 4-8, and eight, but they have been competitive under quarterback Sam Howell in his first year starting. He's thrown 18 touchdowns, 3,000 yards. Miami's got a high line, nine and a half. Uh, how do you feel about the Finns going into this game? I feel pretty good, even with the loss of Jalen Phillips. Um, really, it's just another opportunity for the offense to get together. Um, even though they had a decent outing last week, three turnovers is nothing to sneeze at, and they really got to get that cleaned up. Um, so they have time to do so before they face the gauntlet of final three teams at the end of the season. So I, I really do hope that this is the game where we get back to championship-worthy form and that the Dolphins can finally get the two halves of the ball lined up because uh, right now the defense is doing all the heavy lifting for Miami. And we need that offense to be as dominant as they were again. So, um, yeah, I, I think this will be another interesting game. So fins up. They should dominate this week. Should. They should. That's a big thing. They should. They should dominate, but we'll see what happens. Uh... We'll see what happens next week. Other games that are going on uh, this next week in the National Football League. There's the blah stuff there, of course. The Browns and the Rams. Browns, the rumor has that Joe Flacco could be starting for the Browns uh, in this, this upcoming game. He was signed to the team. Uh, Eagles. Yeah, they've had a, they've had a lot of bad luck at the QB position. It's just that old Browns luck. <laughs> that old Browns yeah. luck. Uh, <laughs> and people want to call it karma or not, but you still got to feel for them. Like even, yeah, yeah. Deshaun Watson, I get it. Hate him all you want. He's a piece of shit, but mm-hmm. regardless for that franchise has been cursed for so long. Um, it, it just sucks. Like oh, being yeah. in that QB situation, you're down to your four string quarterback at this point. It's, I don't know, man, it's no team can win like that. That's brutal. No, just ask the 49ers how their QB situation went last year. Ooh. You're, you're, yeah, exactly, my friend. Exactly. It's been rough. Uh, there's a Broncos and Texans game that could be interesting. One of these teams might make the playoffs, might not. Uh, Houston's a three-and-a-half favorite. Considering, you know, the Broncos have actually been playing good. They've been on the ride. Let's ride. So we can finally Broncos hop on. Broncos country, baby. Let's, Let's go. We could hop on the, the ride with with uh, Chef Russ. Uh, this should be fun. I like CJ Stroud. I like watching these two play. Should be a fun, you know, you got the old veteran that could still go. And you got the young rookie who's been kicking ass, man. I tell you what. He's having a oh, yeah. crazy. I, I I can't say it enough. He's having a crazy rookie season. He sure is. And I, I feel like a game that of this magnitude, I think the loser of this game is going to be eliminated. Mm. I do truly think that. That's fair the AFC's, Yeah, AFC is way too close. That tiebreaker is going to be crucial when it comes to the final five weeks of the season. So. Yeah, uh, Ooh, yeah, we'll get to my thoughts. We'll see if anyone wants to bite at that line because they are favored by three and a half right now, the Texans. You got we'll the see. Lions and the Saints, Cowboys and Seahawks on Thursday night. Uh, Eagles and Niners, uh, that should be a great game. Uh, Chiefs oh, yeah. and the Packers at Lambeau. Uh, Packers could be playing spoiler a little bit to KC. I Dude, hope so. You, you really Please do us, fin- oh. Please do us a favor, Fins. <laughs> we need it. We need that. We need those blasted Chiefs to lose. I hate that the playoffs keep going through Arrowhead oh, yeah. for five straight damn years. Let's stop that, please. And Thank you. Meanwhile, the Chargers will take on the Patriots, who are coming off one of the worst games of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Super tankful. Dude. Lived up to the hype. Now, do you think that they that, was, that miss was one of the worst missed duels ever from last week? By the way, that miss was so bad. Oh, my God. that, that It miss looked was... intentional. You think it looked I mean, intentional? I... I I'm pointing ten full hot on right on now. Yeah, uh, I do oh. think it was intentional. What? Like I, I maybe would... not by Belichick, but yeah. like someone, someone's like, hey, hey, like 
we're going to get rid of Belichick anyway. Screw what he says. Like, the team is committing mutiny against the hoodie. I am sensing it. And I'm worried. <laughs> Please win some games, Patriots. Please. Ooh. I beg you. <laughs> I feel I feel your I feel it. I mean, oh my goodness. Uh what a bad loss it was for New England as their rough year uh continues. No sympathy. No sympathy. No, 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 no sympathy. No. I, I don't blame it from you. From you, I don't blame it. No, 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 no. Let's go 0-17 for all I care. I don't care. <laughs> Stay irrelevant. Let's talk about our picks from last week. Zeus had better luck this week. He went two and one. Bill, the Bills and the Eagles game correctly. The Brown, the Broncos and Browns game correctly. We rode, baby. Uh, Niners Celtics did not go his way. He, but he now on this season is fifteen and twenty. He's getting close to five hundred. I suffered the worst fates. I went zero and three. I picked the Pages to beat the Giants, the Lions to cover the spread against the Packers. They did not do that, and the Vikings to beat the Bears. And it, oof, it, 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 it big oof. Next week is new. I am right now. 13, 19, and 3. Raise hell, praise Dale, as I like to say. Ra- raise raise hell, praise Dale. So uh, let's hope for some good stuff this week. It's a new week in the world right. of NFL Pick'em. Uh, Zeus, would you like to go first, my friend? Yeah, and I'm just going to get this straight out of the way. Um, this is definitely a week where we need to be, we need to channel that Cowboys energy. Oh. And the Cowboys absolutely demolish bad teams. And the Dolphins have been looking shaky at some points, even though they're still winning games big. Mm-hmm. So it's an it's a nine and a half point spread. Please, Miami. You need to go out. You need to show that we're an elite team in the AFC. And we gotta destroy these commanders because they're just god awful, man. They traded away their defense. I I I understand that their QB um is pretty is pretty good that they're coming in their own, but still prone to mistakes, still a gunslinger. So Miami has no excuse to not cover the spread. They need to go out. Take care of business. So, Homer pick, I don't care. They're going to blow up the commanders. I feel it on the road. Let's go. Fins up, baby. We'll see what happens, of course, with the fins and the commanders. I will go to I will go to the Tampa Bay Panthers game. And you know, I, you know, we you know, both teams have been having it rough, dare I say. Tampa's 4 and 7. I don't think Todd Bowles is the right guy to have as a head coach. I know why he was picked because of his continuity being the host being the dc um i don't i don't think he'll last long but i'll say this baker mayfield's having a pretty good season he's wait he's woken up every morning feeling dangerous i'll tell you all that right now uh so while the team has not looked good uh baker mayfield and mike evan playing good i think this should be a winnable game for baker you know i know last time I, I talk I, I was big on like you know oh the Raiders coming off they just fired their head coach they're gonna win the, they're gonna win good and I was right on that I don't think the same is for the 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 Panthers you know I don't think the same is for the Panthers uh, because of just the the organizational dysfunction in that or and it right that's happening right now with yeah. the oh from the owner uh, they got Chris Tabor to be the interim head coach of the team uh, so. I don't. I don't, again. I I just don't trust. I don't. I just don't trust what's gonna happen. Uh, with it. With this, it's not gonna have some effect like the like the Raiders had. I think it will be the Buccaneers getting the big win. Yeah, I think that's a pretty solid pick. Um, Buccaneers are desperate because you, I do think they are one of the teams that are gonna have their coach fired. Oh, I, I so, think, yeah. I think I think Tobble's Tobble's definitely gone at the end of the year. I think so. Yeah. All right, so pick number two. God, there's so many juicy lines out there. So many. Should I go for a hot take? Should I go for none? I don't know. But, you know, I believe in bounce backs. The Lions, absolutely. That performance was pitiful. Oh, yeah. But the Saints, that was their season defining game. And you're going to let the freaking Falcons win that division. Because, Saints, you're poverty. What the hell was that on offense? Where is your offense? Where's your defense? All that matters. Lions are freaking pissed off. They are hungry. I think they're going to go in there and cover that four point spread easily. So it's going to be more misery for the Saints. I think the Saints are done. I don't think they're going to win more than seven games this year. Like they just look bad. They look bad. They're going to continue to be bad. Um. So yeah, I'm, 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 I am completely off the Saints hype, even though I did pick them for um, winning the division. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
I don't care. Too late to make playoff changes. If they prove me wrong, so what? But yeah, give me the Lions to have this much needed comeback win on the road. Road favorites all the way. This is my theme this week. Let's go. I, I feel that. I, I feel that, buddy. I, I, I mean, I watched a lot of that Lions game. I was at the Idaho Falls Center for Hope Hop Thanksgiving, and my the, the my housemate who was with me, hugest Lions fan I've ever known in my life. Oh man, I watched a lot of that game, and I'll tell you right now, they had some great opportunities to 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 put themselves in condition to win that game. They got a touchdown late, but they went for it so much on fourth down. And I like Dan Campbell, but at some yeah, point people. People are overthinking today's game now, like just going for it. And it's like, just take the point. If they had taken the points on any of those times, I'm telling you right now, that would have been a much closer game than it looked than it looked to be. So that is that. I'm gonna go to my next pick. And I mean, there's there's a lot to look into. There's 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 so many good lines. Like like Zeus mentioned, there's so many good lines uh throughout uh, the sporting world. I will go to the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. The, oh, the Falcons and the Jets. Falcons are coming off of a 24-15 win over the Saints. A Desmond Ritter, nothing spectacular. B. John played, did B. John things. Oh, they said that's being a losing streak. They're still in contention of the NFC South. The NFC South is ass salad this year. Um, I think the, the Jets are the Jets. I think it'll be the Falcons getting the win over those New York Jets. The line in that one. Is three, and I think with how both those teams have been playing, I think uh, the head coach of the Falcons, Arthur Smith, I think he's gone as well. But for right now, I think the Falcons get this win over the Jets. Yeah, I don't mind you piling on. Uh, Jets are a cursed franchise. Like, <laughs> I think that one. I think the hell Mary just broke their any confidence that they have. So I don't blame you for that pick. But yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh my God, this final pick. I don't know where to go from here. So I like I like the I like the Rams here just piling on the Browns' ineptitude at quarterback, and I don't trust the Browns. But then looking at the Packers, like trafficking potential, do I dare spit on the Super Bowl champs? Or oh, you know what? I don't that know. Broncos Texans. It's three and a half. Oh, do I ride again three times in do a row? Do you want to? Do you want to ride a third? I mean, they're on a hot streak. It's like, oh, it's so tempting. It's like hot streaks are bound to end. Like, this is typically the point where hot streaks are broken. I think the biggest uh, game win streak is at six. So, could the Broncos match it? Like, ugh. but to go against Stroud right now, he's playing CPD. He didn't get the win last week against so the good. Jacksons, but the, ja- the Jacksons, the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he played, he played well in that matchup. <sighs> Let's ride! I'm riding for the third time in a row, baby! Broncos! Get the cover! They're going to make this a close game. I'm sorry, but I am fully on the Broncos hype train. I really shouldn't. I feel like they're going to lay an egg this week, but at the yeah. same time, I, I don't care. I'm riding... Oh, they're plus three. I am riding with the Broncos to at least cover, and if not, outright win and beat the Strouds, because they're still a young team. I... I at the Texans, uh, they can go either way. Like this is their make or break game. Like they can either win this game and prove that they're they're a playoff contender, or they can lose and just be a year away. So, I'm siding with the hot team right now to at least make this another butt clenching game for the Texans. So, let's ride, baby. I no, I see it. Zeus see is it. riding. <laughs> I, I, I I welcome the ride. I welcome the ride, my my hoofed friend. I I like that you're riding with the riding with your hooved pals. Uh, I welcome that. I welcome that. It's it's some camaraderie in this world. I welcome that. I welcome that. I welcome yeah, that. Like, uh, I'm going with this bravado, but I, part of me is thinking you're going to be so wrong this week, Zeus, but we'll see. We'll so, see. Next up, uh, I'm going to go with Niners and Eagles for my final pick. Now, the Niners, Zeus, I don't know if you heard, but this is the first time in NFL history the Niners are going on the bird gauntlet. They are taking on over the next oh after this from the Seahawks game onward. They are taking on bird teams. They beat Seattle. There they got the Eagles, the Seahawks again, the Cardinals, and the Ravens. They're taking on, on all the bird teams in the NFL. Yeah. They've already beaten the Cardinals, so they have. They are they are on the they are two and zero in the bird gauntlet uh, right now. So you know, Eagles pulled one out of the hat. They're ten and one. A three-point favorite are the Niners, and the Niners look good. I'm not denying that. E- Eagles look great as well. 
I think the Eagles will give them a great, great challenge. However, I was leaning on the Niners. And I think I think that they'll make it a great game. But Philadelphia's 5-0 at home. Philly yeah. is 5-0. I think with that rambunctious Philly crowd, they'll be cold, but they can roast them like your head coach did against the Jets. I think the Eagles will get the win over the Niners. Yeah, and both teams have something to prove, so it's uh, pretty spicy take either way. Either calling out the Eagles as frauds like me, or you <laughs> think the Niners are going to show up and be like, hey, man, we have Brock Purdy now. You got lucky in the AFC Championship game last year. We're going to own you now. So, But it's risky, man, because I think the Niners, they're desperate to absolutely try and still claim to that one seed, or to, to, I mean, to challenge with the one seed and hope the Cowboys can upset the Eagles. So, yeah, it's game of the it's game of the week, and this is easily the biggest tipping point of the conference. So, what a slate of games! What picks! I hope we both go three and zero this week, um, and finally change some fortunes in our picks. But we'll see. As as do I. As do I. We're hope I'm I'm hoping to knock out and three again. But that is of course our picks for the week. We hope you of course do one of yourselves. It goes well for you. Any final thoughts, Zeus? Um, I'm hanging off to MFF, so I'll be watching football from probably a hotel room or with friends, so it should be fun. Hey, I well, wish you were there, man. Uh, dude, <laughs> so one of these days, one of these days, it's going to be, it's going to be a fantastic, we'll be up at a con. We'll hope you have fun over at Midwest Fur Fest in Rosemont, Illinois. Uh, for my partner, Zeus Pegasus, I am Manny Jones. Thank you once again for another edition of the Furries and Football Podcast, heard again on Player FM, Podbean, and now iHeartMedia and Google Podcast. Thank you once again. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you can get that in your phone or wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here.